Hello, I'm John Bates, and welcome to my podcast, Hope for Today, where I inspire to live with heavenly perspective and kingdom mindset. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoy. Welcome to Talks with John. Today we're talking about the fruit of the Spirit, and I'm going out of my book, You Are What You Eat, Fruit for Your Soul. You can get this on Amazon or go to johnbatesministries.com to get your copy, and it will help you feed yourself fruit salad. You know, you have to be uh, really determined to have fruit in your diet, and if you eat fruit, you're going to be healthy. If you eat spiritual fruit, you're going to be healthy. Today we're going to focus on the fruit of love and I call it strawberry love. Uh, Be on guard, stand firm in the faith, be courageous, be strong, do everything in love. 1 Corinthians 16, 13, 14. So as I'm on guard, I have to do it in love. As I stand firm in the faith, I have to do it in love. As I'm courageous, I have to do it in love. As I'm strong, I have to do it in love. In fact, the scripture says, do everything in love. Did you know love doesn't just happen to you? Love is is hard earned. You didn't come out of the womb loving. You came out needing and wanting and crying. Some of that is still more prevalent in our lives at times than the spiritual fruit of love. We we have to develop love in our lives. Most of us have experienced a relationship where we believed ourselves to be in love until it went south and fell apart, and we were hurt in the process. Because of that love being hurt, we learned what love was not and we began to desire the real thing. Did you know really pain births genuine love? Why? Because the spiritual fruit of love is realized through sacrifice. It doesn't just happen. So let's talk about the strawberry. I pick strawberries to represent love because we see strawberries at weddings, we see them at anniversaries, and certainly at Valentine's Day, and we can pollute them with dipping them in chocolate. Wow, so good, but not as healthy. But they're the romantic fruit. They represent love. Love is a powerful thing. What's so great about love? Well, 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7 says, It's patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy. It doesn't boast. It's not arrogant or rude. It doesn't insist on its own way. It's not irritable or resentful. It doesn't rejoice at wrongdoing, but it rejoices with truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and also endures all things. In 1 Corinthians 13, we find what is known as the love chapter. In 1 Corinthians 13, 8 says, love never ends. Prophecies, one of the gifts of the Spirit, it'll pass away. Tongues, another gift of the Spirit, it's going to cease. Knowledge, that's one of the gifts of the Spirit, it will pass away. Isn't that interesting? If you were raised in a Pentecostal charismatic church, you were probably taught all kinds of things about the gifts of the Spirit, but maybe not much about the fruit of the Spirit. But when we look at it, fruit is what really outlasts the gifts. Powerful. So let's break down these lists and see how Paul begins to divine love by using these words. Love is patient. Love is kind. What makes love patient? Well, it waits, then it waits, and it waits some more. Patience is a separate fruit of the Spirit, but love is foundational to patience. So, love is patient. When we really love people, are you willing to wait and not get exasperated? Because people are a mess. How do I know that? I'm a mess. You're a mess. We're we're just wounded people walking through trying to be healed in our lives. So, we have to show patience to others. 
Second thing, it says love is patient. Then it says love is kind. I like to say it this way. Love is nice. It prefers other. It does the right thing by them. You know, we learned in COVID-19 pandemic how to be nice to the same people every day, 24-7. It tested us, didn't it? Now, Paul also spells out to us what love is not. He starts with love does not envy. Love doesn't say this. Well, I wish I had that or they have it. Why can't I have it? Love is happy for other people when they're blessed. It's grateful to God that he blesses his children. You know, another thing that love doesn't do, it doesn't boast. You ever been around somebody who just brags on themselves all the time? It takes the fun out of being with them, doesn't it? Love doesn't have to brag or push itself. It blesses God and and gives testimony to what he's done. Also, love is not proud. You may have been the first person in your family to finish a degree or found a success in a business or the first person in your family who's been faithful in marriage. Great. Good for you. But it's important to remember that it's God at work in your life to helping you to succeed. Don't say, look at what I did. Say, look what God did. Be humble about it. Other day, I had strawberry limeade from a a food chain, and there were a few chunks of strawberries at the bottom of this limeade, but most of the flavoring came from a sugary, fake strawberry syrup. wasn't the real thing. And sometimes we try to get by with not real love, uh, and we are a little bit proud, a little bit boastful, envious. And the next one says, love does not dishonor others. Do you know love never tears other people down by building self up? That's the opposite. Jesus was an encourager. I was thinking of the scriptures the other day when Jesus um, rebuked Peter by saying, get behind me, Satan. Well, really, he was rebuking the enemy, not Peter. He was letting Peter know, hey, Satan's all around you, but I'm rebuking Satan. We don't rebuke people. We don't, we don't, talk down to people. We talk down to the devil. We you know, say, get behind me, Satan. Remember, love is kind. We want to honor people, not dishonor people. We want to be helpful. If you can't say something helpful, maybe you should just be quiet. Uh, we don't want to gossip. That's not honoring people. Uh, if you want to talk about somebody behind their back, that's great. Make sure it's kind. That when it gets back to them, wow, that was really nice that they said that about me. I wasn't even there. Another thing that love doesn't do, it's not self-seeking. It doesn't say, hey, this is what I need, and I don't care what you need. That's the flesh talking. That's like a two-year-old saying, mine, 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 mine. You can't play with that. You can't have it. That's mine. The word we need to use is ours. Let's share. This is a tough one sometimes. Love is not easily angered. You can't have a short fuse when you're filled with love. People shouldn't have to walk on eggshells around you. It should be actually difficult to make you angry. Here's another one. Found this out a couple years ago with my wife. Love keeps no record of wrongs. I'm going to tell myself here. My wife and uh, my wife, Shelly, and I have been married for over 29 years. We've had, like any couple, ups and downs. I've been sideways a few times, too. But we stayed together because we're committed. But there was something that happened early, early in the relationship before we even got married, that really upset me. And when we would get upset at one another, I could bring that situation up 
and upset her again, and she would feel guilty and bad, and, and, and it would be upsetting. It was a big deal. Till finally we mentioned it one day to a counselor that, hey, here's this thing that was unresolved before we even got married, and it, it comes into every big discussion. We processed the whole thing. There were some tears. There was forgiveness. And when it came down to it, I realized I was the one wrong instead of her because I was keeping record of a wrong. I needed to let it go. Me being angry with Shelly for years and bringing it to the surface when convenient, that was like offering her a moldy strawberry to eat, saying, hey, I love you. Take this. Who wants that? That's nasty. 1 Corinthians 13, 6, Paul leads us back to the list of what love looks like. It says, love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. That means we're not made happy because something bad happens to someone, especially someone with whom we disagree, even if they've done something hurtful to us. Instead, we want to pray for them, even those who despitefully use us, to be blessed. We want to be truthful in our life. We want to be people who show the truth at all times. When truth has been covered up and it's revealed, we should rejoice. Truth uncovers lies. Lying and deceiving don't come out of love. They come out of fallenness because love tells the truth. If you have a problem lying, you really have a problem loving. That's what, that's all it is. When somebody starts lying, I say this to people, somebody starts lying to you, stop right there. Stop and assess what's going on. Somebody's lying to you, love is not in action. Paul says, love also protects, trusts, hopes, perseveres. You know, if you love somebody, they shouldn't be afraid of you. When my kids were young, we were traveling somewhere, and they were in the back seat. They were fighting with one another, and I kept telling them, stop it. Knock it off. We're going to have to deal with this. Well, they didn't stop, and I turned to my wife. I said, Shelly, they're not, they're not listening. They're not even afraid of us. And Nehemiah, my son, he's about five, he said, Dad, are we supposed to be afraid of you? Wasn't that great? Our kids weren't afraid of us because we truly loved them. And we always disciplined out of love, never out of anger. Also love trust, always. Doesn't look for the negative, it looks for the best, even when there's disappointment. Then love also hopes. Uh, it hopes for the best outcome to a scenario. And lastly, love always perseveres. It goes the extra mile. Jesus taught his disciples in Matthew 5, if anyone would sue you, take your tunic, let him have your cloak as well. If anyone forces you to go one mile, go with him two miles. And Jesus did it. God did it. John 3.16, God loved the world so much, he gave his one and only son. He persevered. Well, we've started our fruit salad. We started with the basis, strawberries, love. Next week, I'm going to walk you through joy. We're going to call it coconut. So again, this book, You Are What You Eat, Fruit for Your Soul, why don't you grab a copy or two, go to Amazon or go to johnbatesministries.com. Thanks for being with me today as we build fruit salad. Thanks for listening to Hope for Today with John Bates. Let us know your thoughts by leaving a review. You can subscribe and share these episodes wherever you listen. You can connect with John through Facebook, Instagram, and at johnbatesministries.com. Have a blessed day.